welcome everybody to the new game show. I'm just kidding, but hey guys, welcome to the Pretty Okay Gamers podcast. This is episode 78. Yeah, 78. Wow. It's a Se- lot. Of, 78. It's a lot of episodes. This is only three for me. Yeah, but that's a lot. Three is a lot. I think you're, you've are you been on the show. Wait, hold on one. Yeah, three. three. Yep, three. three yeah. The longest running guest host in uh, our history. So I'll have to keep track so that we can do like side-by-side comparisons of episodes. For sure. And we'll have to have like a leaderboard too of like the best <laughs> showing so that we can just like rub it into the other people so that uh, they either don't ever want to come on or they get really competitive and want to come on. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's talk about some good stuff though besides video games. How are you doing? Um, I'm glad that it's Friday. I yes. definitely had a... Uh pretty rough week um i probably didn't get in as much gaming as i would have liked to mm-hmm. but um i'm just glad i got what i needed done and out of the way that's always good always good to have get through a week and then you get to relax on a friday s- stay up with your pals talking about video yeah. games when you could probably be playing video games but that's okay for sure i've also You're... been um been binge watching that netflix show oh, um, yes what episode are you on? I'm on episode. Just finished episode four, so five. Uh, is that the one with the? I'm on the, uh, the f- Sega. No, I just finished the Sega one. Okay. I'm on the fighting one, the fighting game. Oh one. yes, with Mortal Kombat and, uh, Street, and Fighter. Street Fighter, right? Yeah. So the one we're talking about is the high score on uh, Netflix that just came out. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, it came out yeah. on Wednesday. I've been eyeballing it for like over a week. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think same here. I saw it at uh, on someone else's TV, um, at, like when on one of the scrolling Netflix commercials or whatever it was mm-hmm. on their Netflix channel. But uh, yeah, I saw it and I was interested. Um, Probably because and, of all the retro games that were just oh one hundred percent just displayed on the yes. front. I'm like, I, my yes. eyes just. I was in the middle of a conversation with with the person. I was probably I think it was a family member. I think. I don't remember who. Anyways, I was talking, and then I saw it show up on the screen. I immediately stopped and was like, what is that? And yeah. <laughs> my wife's like, oh, my God, really? Seriously? I'm like, but look, it's gorgeous. The screen. Yeah. There's, I'm like, here's Atari. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. But, yeah, I, you told me, you reminded me, I think probably on Wednesday or Thursday, about it. And here I am. I think I'm on the same episode as you. I'm, like, halfway done with that one. Yeah, overall impressions. Great. Oh, I love it. Um, I I love video game documentaries in general. Yeah. Um, and to me, this is probably one of the best. Yeah, it's. I I I'm trying to think of any of the other ones that I've seen. Um, and at the moment, I can't think of any. I've but seen... I know I've read a couple, and mm-hmm. or have seen at least one or two. I just don't remember the names of them. Um, uh, Chasing Ghosts is a good one. I think that's the one I saw. And uh, King of Kong, that's another good one. I've that's... heard King of Kong. I think Chasing Go- Chasing Ghosts was the one I saw. Yeah, th- those are more like arcade documentaries, but yeah, I think it was. It was um... around the same time I was reading um, uh, Ready Player One. Okay. And Armada, which is his second book, right? Yes. What did you think of the movie Ready Player One? I know oh, we're kind of going to go off on a tangent. No, that's I was okay. Just curious. So first of all, uh, high score, great, love it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want. Yes. I want to finish that off. 
really good show. I'm friggin' addicted. I need to finish it. I did not know half the stuff that's in there, and I think it's absolutely fascinating. There's just so much detail and awesomeness behind everything in that show. You have yeah. everybody has to watch this. There was even um, new stuff in there that I didn't know about. Yeah, I love the uh, the ad- ambassadors. What were they called? The ga- Nintendo. Oh, uh, the game counselors. The game counselors. Yeah. I want one of those jackets. Oh, <laughs> I know. Me too. The Metroid <laughs> so one cool. and and the Mario one. <laughs> So cool, and I could only imagine what that was like as a teenager in high school or in college. Uh, for Just sure. Be like, I want to go make money playing video games and being drilled by what I know and where the like where all this the the pieces the heart pieces are and everything. That that just sounds crazy awesome. I uh, thought the um, the Kirby thing was cool too. I actually didn't know about that. Neither, yeah, neither did I. It's a shame that he passed away. That probably the, within the years of uh, filming. Um, yeah, most likely. But that uh, that is pretty cool. All his house, by the way, was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really surprising. Well, I mean, he's a lawyer, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was gorgeous. But uh, yeah, I I think everybody should try and uh, take a look at this because it's done really well. It's really produced very well. Um, I love the little snippet, like things that they have going on in the background. The an- really the animated it. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I I like the eight bit or the you know. A retro style animation, like it's from an oh, old 16-bit game or something. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So uh, definitely take a while. I think it's uh, first season dropped, so there and it dropped all at once. So there's six or seven episodes, maybe. I think it's eight. six episodes. Yeah, six episodes. They're about an hour long, if I remember correctly, um, roughly. Some of them uh, I think are, are like 40 minutes. So it's like yeah. four, 40 minutes to an hour, depending on the they, subject that they go over. And, yeah, and they definitely go through various subjects, so it's not just all like arcade games, and right. it uh, it goes into more like details about things that might have been obscure or had that had been obscured with time, because I'm sure at the time it was more uh, prevalent in uh, like day to day life, but now it's not so much. So it's pretty cool. You should take check it out. But I, I was really glad. Sorry. <laughs> no, was, you're fine. I was really glad that they. Uh discuss the the guy who invented the game cartridge because not a lot of people know about oh. him yeah well obviously um that was a big deal too mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know that and uh, i didn't even realize that there was even anything called the uh, channel f so i knew about that guy yeah see well good i'm glad somebody did because <laughs> that was a huge deal because cartridges are the best and that's a topic for another day um but uh, to answer your question about Ready Player One, I hated the movie. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I, I know it. It like goes off to butchered from the, book. the book. Yeah, like completely butchered the book. My whole thing like, there though, there wasn't even anything. None of the mazes or anything. It, like it just drove me nuts. I know. Um, my thing though is like when whenever I see a movie, I I try to keep it separate from the book because to me yeah. it's it's a different like medium and everything. Yeah, if you um, take it away from the book, it for sure was a good movie. Like at least a decent movie if you didn't if you disregard the fact that it was from a book, yeah. Yeah, um, like I do that with Lord of the Rings too, because like there's a, there's a lot of stuff that was left out oh, of yeah. the books um, that we I know talking people about complain today. about. But it's they're still great movies. Yes, they are fantastic. I this is the first time I'm watching the extended versions, and boy oh boy, there are so many good scenes that I didn't see. So no, those are the only versions I watch are the extended ones. 
Yeah, the, I didn't. Really, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it four hours later. For jeez, uh, that's okay. I, it's it's worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, I I remember watching. Uh, I want to get on another tangent, but right. yeah, I remember I'm watching sorry. Return of the King. I was watching. Uh, we we were. I was in the theaters and I was watching it with my my da nana, so my grandma and grandpa, mm-hmm. and my grandpa had passed passed uh, passed out. Watch uh, one during one of the battle scenes, like he did in Two Towers, <laughs> during the scenes where the riders of Rohan come down. Yeah, he was asleep during that. Oh wow! I don't know how. It was loud as heck, uh, but he did the same thing in Return of the King. And at the very end of that movie, I had to go to the bathroom so bad, <laughs> and I got up to go pee because the whole thing had ended. But then it flipped to when uh, Frodo was being sent away in the on the boats i'm like you've got to be kidding me and then the scene goes away i'm like okay go pee and i get up and it comes back to another scene i almost (laughs) lost it (laughs) i had to pee so bad yeah the return of the king did drag on at the end that's for sure yeah it did but yeah it uh as far as sorry ready player one sorry people we're on tangent today uh but as far as ready player one yeah it it was it was a good movie i liked as anyone he should they the, all the uh, you know nods to all the games and things like that. That was cool. Right. You have to give it that. That was pretty awesome. Um, I liked and, all the all the the eighties uh, stuff that was in it. Oh yeah, and that was the whole point of. Um, I loved the book. I actually read that book when I was on my honeymoon in St. Lucia, and we were sitting out there. Everyone's like sitting on the beach, and I'm the nerd sitting in the shade, <laughs> reading, reading a book and drinking coffee. Uh, <laughs> so. I hate, I hate beaches. Anyways, nah, yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan too. I think it has something to do with the sand, to be honest. Yeah, prob- pro- it's the sand. I like to stay away. I like uh, other things, but yeah, I I really liked it. And then I think he, I think Armada. This is terrible. I think Armada is his second book, and it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was not as good. And it's almost it was basically like a Space Invaders version of. Uh, I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, but it's a Space Invaders real-life book, I guess. Real-life meaning like it, it tries to port- portray that as if it was a part of the book. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, what was I going to say? Let's uh, let's move out of Tangent City. We have to make like a new segment where we just <laughs> tangent, uh, which is totally okay because it's kind of related at the same time. But uh, what kind of games are you uh, have you been playing? I know you said you haven't been playing much this week, but what have you had the chance to? Um, what I have had the chance to is I started playing Final Fantasy 2. That sounds fun. Mm, it, <laughs> it's, been, it's been brutal. Like, I'm trying to give this game a chance. I really am. Because I, I want to be able to say, you know, that I at least played it once. Yeah, that's, um, that's how I'm with Dragon Warrior. <laughs> it's just the, the whole battle system I'm not a fan of. Like, you have mm-hmm. to um, level up every, like, ability stat, um, magic spell. like. Everything has a level. Um, just your character overall doesn't have a level. So you have to level up all your skills, That's all your odd. stats. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's super grindy. It's super miserable. super grindy. Is that how the first one is? Because I'm really no. looking forward to playing that. Okay, good. No, the first one you have levels. Um, okay, good. I guess the second one they, they just wanted to try something different, and I don't think it worked out that well. And that's probably yeah. why that game didn't come to the U.S. But. <laughs> That's how I felt like Dragon Warrior because you said it was very grindy. Dragon Warrior is the original is so so gr- it's 
I've put probably four hours into that game, four to five hours into that game, and it's literally only been killing things so that I can level up and get all the and get the coins and experience so that I could just proceed to the next part of it. <sighs> it's rough. And it also has this weird feature where um, while you're talking to NPCs, it'll give you the option to learn like words from them. Um, what? So it has to be a keyword that you can learn. So they might have a, a word in their text that's colored. And then you can learn that keyword. And then when you learn it, then you can use that keyword on other NPCs and they might say something different, which is really and annoying. <laughs> so it's like a, okay, weird. It's almost like a, um, in modern day RPGs, the persuade or use your charisma to, uh, to persuade them to do something. No. But instead you're, you're, you're learning a keyword. You actually collect like an inventory uh, of keywords. Uh, so okay. how does that help you? Because one of those keywords might reveal something on a, a certain NPC. But if you've okay, got so it's like an, like an investigation, then yeah, yeah, that's okay. a great way to put it. It's like an investigation thing. But when you collect like fifty of those keywords weird. and you're going around trying to use them all on NPCs just to see what they say, like that's super time-consuming. Yeah, that sounds like if you had 20 words, like, okay, this one, next one. Now the, now this cues another dialogue that I have to, to scroll over, scroll through. Okay, now I can try it again. Oh, now I got to do the same dialogue over again. Can you imagine doing that to like people in real life, just going up to someone and being like, I have 50 words. I'm going to tell them to you one at a time, and then I want you to tell me Don't what they move. mean. <laughs> oh, God, that would be terrible. You'd probably have less friends. Yeah, right. Or any, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I really look forward to playing the first one. I bought that for the NES, and I'm super excited to play it just because the f- the, f- the cartridge art, the label art is yeah. awesome. Um, so I really hope Final Fantasy... And you know that how expensive that game is? Final Fantasy 2 is stupid expensive. Is it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big boy item now in the uh, collector so world. Wow. wow. Well, the thing yeah. is, there's only the the Famicom uh, version. Right. Yeah, and that's it. Would be the Famicom one. The only well, other versions I know of are. Would be Super the... Famicom. No. No, it's just Famicom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, one, two, and three came out. They're like the original one, two, and three. Those came out on the Famicom. Yes, that's correct. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But, Which maybe I'll get eventually. Yeah. So, but two, I know it's only been released on uh, the Famicom. And then the PlayStation Anthology, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the the PSP remake of it, and then of course you can get it on iOS. Oh, how awesome! Yeah, that's how I'm playing, and I'm playing it on iOS because. Oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. playing it at NES. No, no, I uh, yeah, I don't know NES or Famicom. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know the original. You don't know Japanese? No. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't. I think I would suffer even more if I had to like read that game Japanese and play it. Oh, yeah. I thought about doing that one. I was going to try and play Pocket Monsters, but I re- like Pocket Monsters Green. And then I realized how idiotic that would be because that means I'd have to, one, learn a new language, and it would take me years to finish. I'd have to just assume I knew what people were saying. I have played, like, some games in Japanese before, and it hasn't been too bad. Um, some of the times, though, I don't know what, what I'm actually choosing. So Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you it's know, like a mixed bag. Yeah, <laughs> see what happens. And you've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen too, right? Yes. Which uh, I need to get into eventually when I have time. <laughs> yeah, I 
wife might kill your, your wife might kill me then but no 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 listen my wife goes to bed early so thanks aaron for always going to bed early and letting me play video games while you sleep <laughs> that's but, usually how it works yeah 14's not as grindy because like you can casually play it and still like get through stuff um i just know they've got this really stupid crossover event right now mm-hmm. it's the third you time yeah it's the third time they've they've done this it's the yokai watch uh crossover and basically you can get minions from yokai watch as well as like weapons and then there's mounts as well but you have to get all the yokai all the weapons and then you can get all the mounts um, so it's it's kind of tedious but uh you have to do these things called fates in the game to get medals for each of the yokai and then you can turn those in for the items um I have a feeling, though, that uh, Square is probably going to nerf it because people have already found an exploit with Black Mage, or not Black Mage, with Blue Mage, where they can just go up to the bosses and cast level 5 death or um, uh, Tail, I think it's Tail Screw. Yeah, Tail Screw is the ability. And it basically just one-shots the boss. And it's kind, nice. of, it's kind of irritating a lot of people because then other people that are trying to do the fate don't get credit for it. And they don't get the medals, so. Uh. Sounds like World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, when when things like when people break things. Yeah. Yeah, pretty when they much. Exploit everything and just go ahead and run the same dungeon over and over and over but again. If you think about it, though, it's not really broken. Like, how could they not know that level that five it. death would be a little op for something yeah. like that? First of all, any any skill or spell that says death to me is already op <laughs> like that's like saying uh avada kedavra for in harry potter and just be like oh op kill 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 like i just one shot kill basically right um that sounds pretty that doesn't sound right we've we've all had our fair share of watching and playing rpg games where it's not a one shot kill come on now people um yeah i i am playing i i've been told to play final fantasy 14 by numerous people um i just keep telling them i I don't know if i could take out another mmorpg again but i really want to i always look at wow and go man that looks like i could get back into it but i'm so glad uh, that i talked myself out of it see the thing about 14 though yeah it's an mmo but it's also like uh its own story as well like it's very story heavy which is one thing i really like about it you know, yeah. there, there's a lot of players that play it that just play for the combat, and they just skip the story entirely, which is it makes me sad. But um, I mostly just play for a little of both, but mostly for the story. Hey, whatever floats people's boats, I guess, in that instance. So. Right. That's okay. Um, for myself. It's like more uh, Link's Awakening. Yes, I finished Link's Awakening, um, and. I I will recommend it in offbeaten trail because of reasons, um, but I yeah I finally finished it last night was it last night yeah last night um, I will say I really liked it I liked a link to the past a lot I really really enjoyed playing that and then this was like a replica to me of that essentially mm-hmm. um, just adding some really weird caveats to it <laughs> uh, basically Mario. And just another uh, Mario Yoshi weird uh, crossover game that uh, was just a dream. So, spoilers. Well, uh, well, you know, they actually started that in um, 
the Super Nintendo Zelda. Uh, oh my God, Links of the Past. Yes. Um, there's there's a picture of Mario, I think, in Link's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. You're right. I think Josh said that too. I can't remember. I this is also a game he told me not to. Uh, this game uh, he told me to that I should. I would. I was okay to play with um, uh, a, a guide because uh, some of these games I just. Not that I don't have the patience for it. It's just I want to p- beat them to mm-hmm. play through them. But I still want to enjoy them. But I, I also don't want to be frustrated at the po- to the point where I get pissed off like I did with Eagle's Tower because that was extremely annoying. Um, I kept getting caught and messed up in the uh, rotation that I needed to complete in order to finish that dungeon. So um, overall, I really liked it. Um, I I only can imagine how playing it on the Switch would have been with the new version of it because oh, it love looks the new gorgeous version. yeah it's great really you have it mm-hmm. yeah i do okay and i have I, a phys- I physical copy okay oh good uh do you well, the reason why i'm asking is that there was a lot of issues people were complaining about like the performance behind it um like the lagginess that it would happen in parts so, of the game I, I i didn't notice anything like that interesting now i played it mostly handheld um, yeah, yeah. I so, wonder if that was from dock docking it. Yeah, I wonder if people had issues when they docked it. But savages, uh, why would they play? <sighs> yeah, I docked. know. Right. I don't get it. But, um, um, speaking yeah. of playing with guides, though, like I don't think there's anything wrong playing with a guide, uh, especially for games like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. ever played Su- Sukaden on no. uh, PlayStation. But, like that's where you had to collect like a hundred and one characters and. You, for sure, I used the guide for for those games because there's no way I was gonna figure out how to perfectly on the first run collect 101 characters. Yeah, that sounds miserable. I did that for Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 and all the Pokemon's. I basically did just because of one, the art, and two, uh, I I was trying to complete all those games 100%, which I did because I didn't have a life mainly because I was still a kid. So, <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, that's really the only game I didn't get a chance. I have Final Fantasy X on here, but I never got to actually get past firing up the game. Oh. I always fell asleep because I was getting so tired because I played Link's Awakening and then get either frustrated or it was good enough that I would keep playing. But there was times where I was just done playing Link's Awakening. I just didn't want to deal with it. I wanted so, to play something better. <laughs> so. so 10 was that bad that you couldn't even... It would just put you to sleep before you even turned it on. No, it was just more <laughs> I was tired because I'd be playing. Cause t- to me, I appreciate like people that can have multiple games that they're playing through. I'm tri- I've am i tried that, but it's really hard for me. I like to focus and get things done one at a time. And it, I know it sounds counterproductive for some people. But for, for games, I like to focus on one game and then have, like, a game I could flop to in case I get burnt out to, like, recharge myself to get back to finishing it because mm-hmm. I, it just – I get stressed out. <laughs> and I want I, – I don't like leaving games half-finished. So that's why I'm kind of stressed out I didn't finish uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, But it's something that I'll just, like, bounce back to. So, Well, Anyways. if you end up not liking Ten, you're, you're probably going to stab Josh again. So no pressure. No, I I think I didn't. Now I didn't say I didn't like seven. I just hated the the graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It was still good story wise, and and I'm really looking forward to playing the remake. So, oh, um, I love the remake. I know a lot of people yeah. have mixed feelings on that, but I'm really excited I'm, I, for the direction. But. Yeah, I 
I watched him play it for an hour and it was amazing. <laughs> and I have the soundtrack now, so it is amazing. Like so I good. I get that they stretch stuff out in it, but um I kinda like that because yeah. I wanna I wanna experience more of the world and just kinda get lost in it. And good, I as think, you should. I think they did a really good job of that. As you should. Um that's it for playing games this week. Um we did have a lot of news. I don't want to like dive into a lot of it. I, I because I want to give ourselves some good time to talk about our topic. But mm-hmm. um, there was quite a lot of bit of new news uh, this week. We had our first PlayStation Five commercial, and you said you haven't gotten a chance to see it, right? No, I haven't. Okay, when you get a chance to, you should see it because it gets me pretty pumped for this console. <laughs> it's also weird seeing a commercial. I haven't seen a commercial in a while. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like a PlayStation commercial. Xbox has been blowing up constantly. Always puts uh, commercials out on like just normal TV and like everywhere else. But PlayStation's uh, just started to throw out the PS5 ones, and it it looks good. Well, I mean, actually, I saw a Final Fantasy VII remake commercial recently. So really, yeah, may- maybe they forgot. Um, maybe they <laughs> forgot that they should be doing commercials and now that xbox is doing them they're starting to do them again i don't know yeah maybe they're like oh gosh we gotta ramp up our advertising a little bit more it was the whole pandemic who knows they really don't would... though i don't think they need to advertise at all i'll still get a ps5 yeah exactly no but it, it I, I think to me the biggest thing was the controller the fascination behind the controller and mm-hmm. when they, they were talking about in more details they're talking about how like the resistance you would have on the trigger based off of the weapon you're using. So like if you were using a bow, it would get harder to push down, not too hard, but like it would just give you that resistance that you're like uh, knocking it loose, like knocking the bow and pulling it back for distance. I think that's insane. Like, like on the actual detail, like on the actual button. Yeah. That's what they're saying on the, on the trigger that it is supposed to provide resistance not like a lot, but it, it to, to make it feel like you're uh, like making a difference to if you like hold it down farther or hold it down more, it's going to make you pull the string back more, but and you're going to feel it. So you're just gonna, it, they were trying to say it, it immerses you into the game just oh, with the that's controller. Pr- that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, like the, the textures, somehow they're going to make it, like if you're walking or driving or whatever, putting your hand through the sand or whatever in the game, it would like make you fight. It would vibrate in the sense that it would feel like you'd be going through sand. That blew my mind. Like, I, like how would you do that? Yeah, wh- I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, how is it going to vibrate to let me know that my hand is going through sand? What What is that vibration like? And I could be butchering this, and I probably am, and it might be not even be the vibration. They, they said they were doing magic. They, they told me things like this ed that they were doing magic in this controller and i was going to feel things i've never felt before and don't ever clip that <laughs> but <laughs> but for, for the love of god it, it sounds amazing and i i want this console more just for the the controller now <laughs> so, so so what if what if i'm in water like what's the vibration for water? i, I don't know uh, you, you get like waves like you get a vibration through one the left side and it flows to the right i don't know I really don't know. I really don't know what they're doing, but I don't care. I does, want it. Does the controller get damp or something? Oh, well, by your sweaty hands, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it just, it just sounds way the way they were describing the controllers is far more than what Xbox would have said or probably focused on because they're really not 
in my opinion, focused on selling the console as much as P PlayStation is so, or Sony is. So, see, I think that sounds great with the controller. I would just, I'm the type of person I have to physically experience it to, I guess, grasp what they're trying to sell. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I well, who knows? It might be like a feature I turn off later because it just kills the battery on the <laughs> on the uh, controller. But did they say um, anything about the battery life on the controllers? I don't think so. Then again, I really don't care. I do. <laughs> I'm still going to... Well, okay. If it's, I do, but... If it's like 30-minute battery life, I'm going to care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I meant like as and I'm not really caring at this point because I just... I will be buying one. It just doesn't matter if it... It just... I guess it doesn't matter as much to what the feature would do to the, the battery life on that, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Um, there was the Xbox Series S... Or I think, yeah, Xbox Series S leaks on um, the specs and things like that, which is exciting, I guess. Like At this point, a lot of people will think are just really waiting for the prices, even though we kind of have a ballpark of between 500 and 600 bucks for the games so or the consoles. So, uh, Do you know anybody that's like actually excited about the new Xbox? I used to be, uh, and then I, I think... Over time, I think what really stopped me from being excited was that when they were like, "Oh, the new Infinite, or here's Halo Infinite. We got some more content coming out. Here's a here's a new uh, trailer. Or here's some gameplay." Quote, mm-hmm. gameplay. Uh, I was so lukewarm with it that I I, I kind of like went through the realization of, "Okay, maybe I'm okay with playing X or playing Halo on a PC later on." <laughs> And that yeah. was a huge thing for me, but no, I my brother-in-law was, but all his I don't really know um, if he's going to get it or not. To be honest with you, I don't know. He probably will, and then we'll see what happens with that. Because it's yeah. funny, like I I started with Xbox 360 before yeah. I got a PS3, and then um, after I got my PS3, I owned both consoles. And then when Xbox One came out, like I didn't care about it really. Um, Probably because there weren't games that I was interested in. And yeah. I just immediately stuck to PlayStation. And I kind of feel that same way now, because like you said, a lot of those games that do come out on Xbox, I can always play them on PC. And I think that's what kind of hurts them, is they don't have uh, they don't have games that are just specific for Xbox, or yeah, a lot of know. them that are. They That's the part of the problem, is that they're focusing on like just the fact that you can play them anywhere at this point, which is a good thing and a bad thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. and and the problem with that too then uh, lies that if it's on PC, then like what's the, it's not really a console exclusive anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of ruins that. And they don't seem to really, as you said, care. <laughs> I think really really don't. Well, PlayStation has to sell the console, even though some of the PlayStation games have been coming to Steam. That's like five plus years later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and to think that it's already been that f- long since the PS4 and uh, Xbox One came out. Um, but yeah, this will be my first PlayStation since PS2, so I'm really pumped. Really, really pumped. Uh, and then we have the Nintendo Indie D- Direct, which, again, um, had a lot of hype uh, for some of us. Um, I don't I, I don't know how closely you follow a lot of the uh, the Directs or anything like that, but when I was watching it, and as anticipated, all people wanted to know about was Smash Brothers and uh, <laughs> other games. Like, I cannot tell you how many comments were like just blowing up the screen 
about oh yeah metro the metroid prime they're like metro prime news i'm like that's not an indie game like why why do you people insist on saying it was just frustrating <laughs> um but yeah nothing really too crazy to be honest nothing eye-opening um shocking cool like not that there weren't any cool ones on there it just yeah, i don't know i haven't had a good nintendo direct since they um i think the last good one was when they announced that they were bringing uh the virtual console f- S- nes to uh to switch mm-hmm. that was like the my favorite direct we've had so nothing too crazy there uh do you have any news that you can think of that we should briefly touch base before we jump into our topic um no i think you pretty much covered a good amount of that just waiting on the price we the price for xbox was supposedly uh leaked you and i were talking about this pre-show but Mm -hmm. by um a a source that alana pierce had said sent in retail center info that it they had some pricing on the Xbox at $600, and then I think she was going against it and saying, you know, it's not true, or at least she's like, it's not 100% confirmed. I can't tell if that's true or not, yada, yada, and whether or not that's the case, um, that's going to be a high price if that's going to be the real deal, and um, mm-hmm. so I guess it is what it is, and prices for games are already probably going up to $70 at most, so, um, yeah, that's, that's the part of... Moving on to the next gen, so that's and what it is. I know PlayStation. I know they're forecasting or you know just kind of predicting that the price for that is probably going to be about five hundred for the digital version, yeah, and then five fifty for the uh, the one with the CD drive. I think we brought yeah. that up before. Yeah, possibly. I just don't know why if a CD drive would cost fifty dollars. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah, to no. figure usually, that out. They usually cost like five or ten now. They cost yeah. they cost fifty dollars back in like the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a Blu-ray drives cost that much money in yeah. the early two thousands when Blu-ray was coming out. So, yeah, um, it's I may, really don't know why it's special, but anyway, maybe maybe it's a new disc media that they're going to introduce. It's like mini laser disc, mini Blu-ray laser disc CDs. Oh, perfect. <laughs> You can get them in your lunch boxes, <laughs> or you can get them in your cereal boxes. That's what I meant. Do people even need cereal nowadays? Anyways, I, I, um, I still do. Yeah, I do too. I, every day, <laughs> pretty much. My wife and I eat a lot of cereal. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll jump into our topic because it's going to be a fun one. Not right. not really in season, yeah, so to speak. It's a little early, I think. But uh, it's my favorite season and my favorite time of the year. So we're getting close, so we might as well talk All about right. it. So. Sounds let's, good. Let's go ahead and take a break. All right, and we're back. Ready to talk about Spook, one of spooky probably stuff. my yeah spooky stuff. One of my favorite topics that we haven't talked about about, and then specifically my favorite season of the year, Halloween. Um, literally, but you know we're gonna still, talk. Ab- you know it's still August, right? Yeah, it's okay. I okay. my I really really love Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I do too. I try not to celebrate it until like uh, September. <laughs> like September right. September's when I'll start to decorate for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Christmas for some people, but for me, it's Halloween. I love Halloween. I love watching and spooky stuff around this time, anyways. 
I like it all the time, but this particularly is, it's got an extra charge to it for all those who are into that stuff. So, um, we're going to talk about our favorite jump scares. I have played a plethora of, uh, horror, horror games slash thrillers that I know Josh probably hasn't played, but Josh has played a lot of Resident Evil games, so that's still good. But, uh, you have shared with me your, your interest in, uh, spooky stuff so i'm glad that we we can talk about that i like horror games too so yeah horror movies and horror games are awesome Uh, especially uh old school ones um so as always guests should go first i think what we're gonna do is just gonna go back to back like we normally do but uh i think the way we picked it were moments in games that uh, were i rememberable to us that were a jump scare jump scare or in some cases maybe it wasn't necessarily a jump scare it was uh the mood or the entire game which i have one that's literally (laughs) an entire game full of jump scares and drove me nuts um so why don't you go ahead and start us off with something good all right my my first in the list was uh evil within so i don't know if you've ever had a chance to play that that is a scary game (laughs) yeah i've heard i've heard a lot about it and, and I have not played it. And I uh, I started playing it, and the person who recommended me playing it wanted to watch to see how I react reacted to the beginning of the game. So oh, yeah. that already like made me get anxiety to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, there's so many so many things in that game that can just jump out at you, and I think uh, in the very beginning you're like in this hospital, and there's like nobody around. And you're like just kind of walking through, and then you're you're looking at the surveillance, uh, like the security surveillance monitors, and then you just see somebody like pop up right behind you, and they like kind of like knock you out, and Jesus. Then um, you like wake up, and you're in this like basement, and this you're just hanging upside down. Oh, perfect. And there's yeah, this, basements are hanging up, and it probably smells. Yeah. And there's this guy like in in the room across from you, just like butchering up some other person it's like oh okay you gotta start the game just trying to like escape and wasn't that is that game supposed to be about a guy trying to find his da- his daughter who was kidnapped or something or she got lost in some other plane of existence you is know that... i don't this is the horrible thing it's like i don't remember the actual premise of the game i just yeah i just know there's like a whole bunch of scary stuff and... <laughs> it sounds i mean it's literally called the evil within so yeah it's been a while since I played it, but um, it's a really good game. Um, Did you think you'd go back to finish it, or is it too much now? I never. I actually never finished it. <laughs> uh. It gets to the point where some of the enemies are actually invisible, and um, you have to like look for footprints and stuff. And it, yeah, yeah it's it it's pretty it gets crazy. It gets a little too much. I've never played that game, although I have been recommended. I've been oh, yeah. told to play it. You should, I can't even tell you how many times. You but. should try it. I, I'd be curious to see like how uh, what you think of it. I think to me, it's probably scarier than Resident Evil, for sure. But, yeah. Um, Looking back at like RE2 when it originally came out, I, I remember being terrified when I played that game. And remember, I was very young when this game came out. My uncle was a terrible influence and let me play this game, but. I remember how scared I was now, and I look back at it and I go, "Wow, those <laughs> those are not scary zombies. Yeah. They're so sad. They look yeah. like sad zombies." Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Um, I I um, I think maybe I 
wrong by this, but Bioshock has always come out to me as a game that uh, is it's underrated in the sense that it is super creepy and it's like this. It's supposed to be this steampunky game that uh, in a utopian society, like in a utopian world or in a setting that isn't necessarily supposed to be creepy, but in itself it is. Like the entire game is mm-hmm. full of totally weird jump scares and and uh creepy stuff is the best way i can explain it and one of the most memorable moments for me was the uh there's a place a dentist like a location it's like a dentist's office in the uh in the game and uh through you're going through it and you're like hearing his voice play through things and you're getting attacked yada yada but there's a point where you get to uh a location where you receive an upgrade and like the moment you receive it and you turn around he's like boom right there <laughs> and he's it just i'm i'm sure i screamed like a little girl when <laughs> that happened because i was so focused in that but uh yeah it, it, that game had a had a knack for catching me off guard when i played it for the first time but i i just couldn't get enough of it i love that game so much yeah it's, it's did, definitely a game i still need to play what you haven't played bioshock we we talked about this before <laughs> Oh my god, I forget. We talk about a lot of stuff. It's only been Josh... only had three episodes with me. <laughs> I know, but Josh and we talk so much and I feel like I've yeah. known you forever, but then I don't know you because you don't haven't played Bioshock. God. Which, I mean the, the Bioshock collections on Switch yeah, now, so I you know. should be able to get it. Which I actually um I have to correct myself because I know in the one episode when we talked about Bioshock and mm-hmm. I said I owned it but I hadn't played it. I actually was thinking of Dead Space for some reason. I, oh. own, I own the Dead Space games, um, which those are scary Gosh. games too, but I haven't played uh, those. Yeah, I didn't put that on here because <laughs> I feel like every part of that game is supposed to be terrifying. Yeah, the, so yeah, the jump scares everywhere. Yeah, uh, literally alien thingies with knives as tails. Yeah, it's just messed up. Uh, um, but yeah, it's definitely a game you should play or try to play. The first one for sure is awesome um and i've heard it plays really 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 well on the switch so oh okay all three of them do which is a huge surprise um for me i i if i have never played it i would get the collection and play it on the switch so okay but yeah how about you let's get another one going all right another one for me um i don't know if i i'm gonna i'm gonna skip my second one just because i kind of want to i figure since we picked the same thing, we'll just talk about it at the same time. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with um, To The Last of Us. Totally, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, anxiety-driven game. Yeah, exactly. There's so much anxiety in that. Um, and Like, right right in the very beginning, when, uh, like, all that stuff's going on, and you're just kind of, yeah. like, you're just peeking outside in your backyard, and then that guy just slams against your window. Scared, that scared the Oh dang it! My first one. Oh no! I thought it's I was okay. gonna. I thought I was gonna do that, but it's, it's okay. okay. It's my fault. I always. It always ends up being me most this, of the time. This so. is a family podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I scared the living poop out of me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. There's even with um some of the bosses and the enemies, and that, even with the people in the game too. I just think there's tons of jump scares in that. Yeah, but, there's. That whole um, scene when you're Ellie and you're in the snow, the, um, and you're in, you get locked in the 
that one space with the dude. I'm totally being vague right now, but uh, and you're supposed to survive an onslaught of uh, the runners and everything like that. It it was insane. And but the whole part of that is like half of it's jump scare because they just like start mm-hmm. piling out of windows and stuff. And yeah, I remember one time I got stuck by a window and it started pulling me. Like ah, so yeah, that's um, always that's always the worst is like when you're running to get away from them and then they just kind of like grab you through the wall yeah, or or like you know, through like windows. Yeah, 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 totally. I that game itself has anxiety all over it and then you throw in jump scares in and screaming i just drives me uh, i i had to play that game most of the time during the day just because it was just so realistic sometimes mm-hmm. that i needed to be awake um even though it's not necessarily a horror movie or horror game it's just really creepy right I'm trying to think was there another one in the last of us no i think you're right that first part was pretty intense um especially when you're trying to find that your dad or not your dad, you're trying to find your daughter, or you're, you're trying to find the phone, or I can't remember if the, if you're trying to find your phone is ringing. No, no, um, yeah, you're, just... you're trying to find um, your daughter. Yeah, and then you, like... you get her, and then you're trying to, like, escape the chaos of the city and everything. That is a little insane. Um, So, I don't see it on your list, but did you ever play Fear? Um, No, I have heard of it. I have never played it, though. Gotcha. I I think not a lot a lot of people heard of it and haven't played it so you're not I wouldn't feel too bad not that you should but I I just know that not a lot of people took this as a mainstream game but it mm-hmm. it was pretty fun uh but it was a shooter with uh, a, a, like a psychological shooter is the way I like to call it because it's creepy and but yeah it's a first person shooter and uh you're basically followed and pursuing uh this uh, being this individual this girl that is i don't want to try and spoil it for anybody but uh you see her everywhere and she just like warps into your existence and then she mm-hmm. disappears and freaks you out like it's like the extra not it's like uh the ring the right ring. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the ring and uh this is one of the first times that i had to get my over a fear of getting into water it was because there's a point where, like if you ever went into water she'd just like show up right in front of you the moment you got not the moment but you'd just be like wading through water you dive underwater or even like fall into a puddle Mm -hmm. uh she she would like appear and it would be right in your face and it's literally creeped me out um and after playing this game i had a hard time like swimming because i was always waiting for her to come out yeah and there's also another one where you're like walking down a ladder or about to walk down a ladder and like the lights flicker and her she appears like right in front of you and you're like, Oh my God, climb down the ladder. And then you climb down the ladder really fast. And as soon as you get down, you turn to the left and this like body animates and deanimates right in front of you. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely creepy. Yeah. It sounds like it. I, I, I've, I've always seen like trailers and stuff for that when it originally came out. I just never, uh, I never got around to playing it. There, there was a part of it that was like uh, the second one think was fear too where there was like a wall of death and it was very similar to how you have the battle royale games where the 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 world or the map kind of closes in on you as time goes on Mm -hmm. well it was like the wall of death you had to literally run away from but you had to get over obstacles and get out of the way and it was a game mode i believe right multiplayer game mode and that in itself was scary (laughs) and anxiety driven but yeah 
was a pretty good game. It probably plays like t- it probably is not a game I would that has that has not aged well, and I would not have fun playing it. So, um, but yeah, your turn, sir. Sorry, it sounds like people are partying outside. Ooh, partying. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's not like interrupting. I can nope. kind of hear it through through my headset, but I can't hear a single thing. So oh, it's fine. That's good. Um, I'm so... just deaf. <laughs> So uh, my next game then is also your next game, and that's Resident Evil 7. Yes. Um, it's even scarier when you play it in VR, though. Oh, yeah, I don't think I, uh, I would. It, that's a whole can of nope. <laughs> I try, Yeah, I tried it in the VR, and oh, man, no, it's just it's too yeah. much. It's bad <laughs> enough when you're playing it like third person, but like when you feel like you're there, no. There's a whole. It's just like all special levels of creepiness in that game. Yeah, for, everything I hate, I fear and hate of uh, the uh, American Horror Story when they did uh, Roanoke. Oh God, that that one was the worst for me. It creeped me out. And I, I still this, have to watch that show. This this particular game reminded me of that, and I just I had I I told this story before, but. I played that entire game in a night because I just wanted to get it over with. I was like, I need to finish this. Oh, wow. That's yeah, impre- I played that's the impressive. entire game. Well, I started it early. Cause I, yeah, I remember starting it early and then playing through the entire thing at night. So I got down like 2 or 3 in the morning and then went to work. <laughs> wow. At 6.30 or 7. <laughs> I was very tired. Wow, that's that's crazy. It was crazy, but I was like, I needed. I was addicted to the the fear. I don't know how the feeling that you get when you're playing those games, and I just wanted to get it over with so I didn't have to do it <laughs> again. It does get your adrenaline going. Yeah, um, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. What was the part of that game? Oh God, it's probably like every scene with Big Daddy. Yeah, um, creepy. Like when you're in the garage and you know, he just he, kill, he kills that cop, and then you're kind of stuck with him in the garage, and it's that tiny space, and you know, you kind of like somehow start the car while he's attacking you and it's just yeah. so much anxiety right there the and then takes weird turns yeah and then of course when he's chasing you and like he bursts through the walls and stuff and yeah, that's totally reassuring that nothing is really a place for you to hide and when he just blows yeah. through a wall right yeah big daddy that's a, a creepy one to piggyback off yours that mine was early 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 on in the game when you first start out and you find mm-hmm. spoilers, I guess your wife—it's eh, not really a spoiler. It's pretty. It's pretty wife. early in the game, no. Yeah, it's pretty early. Um, and you're there's a point where like you're going into a, like a basement and you open the door and it's just stairs down to a basement. It's dark, and every fiber of my being was like, "Nope, nope, nope! Yeah, yeah, don't go yeah. down that stairwell. Right. Don't go down that stairwell." <laughs> And then it's like, you have to go down. I'm like, nope, I know. And then at one point, I'm like squinting as I'm going down. <laughs> and sure enough, freaking crazy lady jumps out. Oh, God, I kill. I, that drove me nuts. Because <laughs> that's like my fear is that I'm going to go down a dark stairwell down to a, a totally dark basement. And some creatures is going to crawl up <laughs> on its on its fours and just, oh, that's got goosebumps. But. Yeah, that one was that one was scary because it happened really quick, and that whole scene is full of jump scares with her. So, what about know. what about and when that, she she cuts your hand off? Yeah, that was too awesome. You know, that was great. It's even better in VR. 
I'm sure. <laughs> like, just imagine going down into the, the like, dark basement in VR. Yeah. Like, yeah, wait, no, just... thank you. Yeah. That whole place is weird and creepy. Yeah, it is. That's a good one. So, uh, I guess that would be Resident Evil 7 for both of us. What about uh, another one for you? Another one. For, uh, another uh, one, ch- yes. Ch- uh, I also had uh, Last of Us 2. But oh, don't spoil this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I should say anything. Just can you can you be as vague as possible? There's scary moments. That's is that's that vague? vague. <laughs> that's that's good. Is that vague enough? I I, I probably well, shouldn't even list to that. Let's just go to the next one. I'll okay. maybe I'll, I'll we'll save next... I'll save the the Last of Us Two thing for when you beat Last of Us Two. That'll be a game. I'd probably do the same thing. I'm gonna just binge the heck out of it and play through as much as I can to beat the game. Oh, that's... Just so we can talk about it. I don't know if you can binge that game in a day, though. No, 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 no. I meant that that'll only be the game I play. Like, I will only play that game for a couple weeks. Oh, oh, I gotcha. I meant to... I should have clarified. Sorry. Yeah, I would probably only play that game for a couple weeks. I mean, you you probably could beat it if you played nonstop for two days, but... I'm too old now. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, that's too much. The game that game just gives me so much so much anxiety. It's a game you'd love to hate to play, but you love to play it. So. Ex- exactly, exactly. So, which so. one do you want to pay for your last? Or you have two more, I guess. Yeah, the two. The the last one's probably just kind of funny, but um, the next one I would probably pick is uh, there's a PC game that I used to play like way back in the day. Shivers. Called Shivers, and it uh. You're you're like trapped in this abandoned museum. Oh, it was so cool, and it's a really dated game now. But like back, back in like the '90s and stuff, it was pretty cool. Um, but you're trapped in this museum, and there's these evil spirits in the museum, and you kind of have to go around and collect them, and you have to collect them in these like African uh, vessels that you have to find the pieces for, and you have to like do puzzles throughout the museum. And uh, while you're going through the museum, though, solving these puzzles, you're also learning about, like, all this, uh, like, mythology and stuff. It's really cool. Um, maybe I'm just weird and like games like that, but um, it's also really, really creepy. Because you're alone in a museum, and it's very ominous and dark. And there's these creepy spirits around that uh, they can just jump out at you at any moment and, like, attack you. So, um, Perfect. Yeah. The very first time is you're just kind of walking along and it just jumps up out of the water at you. And nowadays when you play that game, it's stupid. <laughs> it's like, why would that even scare me? But back in the 90s when all that stuff was you know, new and hip, um, yeah. it was, it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty scary, especially for like uh, a kid, you know, playing a PC game late at night. Yeah, yeah I can... I definitely think that if we look back and played some of the older games you'd be like wow that's not scary at all it's no actually yeah. it, mainly because the graphics are terrible <laughs> but right uh, that's that's funny it, it, um, it played a lot like mist i don't know if you've ever played Mist. yes i actually oh, did play a lot okay. of mist so i don't remember any of it <laughs> but i played a lot of it uh played quite a lot of it um for me, uh, like how you said about Evil Within, I would, the whole game was basically jump scare. Uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends uh, since first grade, actually. Uh, we we played uh, Amnesia a lot, 
and most of the time it was him playing and us all screaming like little girls when uh things would happen but i ended up playing through it myself and um one of the parts of the game that really stood out to me was there's a part where you basically are crawling through a vent and you fall through the vent or at least you jump through the vent and you're like kind of exploring around the area trying to hide from this this thing Mm um at least i'm if i'm remembering correctly uh and soon as you fall down not soon as you as soon as you like open the door there's like this body that just like fully i think it's a library maybe Mm -hmm. i can't remember but this body just flops down and just is hanging from but as soon as you open the door it just comes out and it (laughs) freaking scared me because you're not expecting something like that yeah Um, i feel like i feel like i've heard of that game before amnesia yeah Yeah. it's a good game um definitely creepy And it's another game that you don't have weapons, so you can't defend yourself, really. It's more like we're running away the whole time, so it adds that feeling to it as well. I love games so, like that, though. I just hate, yeah. being, I hate being chased in games. I hate so. Yeah, I'd hate it, too. It's like there's a special feeling for it, and I hate that feeling. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's that. And now, now we're going to end with, I think, a really good one for you, a funny one. As you said, yeah, it's it's from Dark Souls, um, and that game is not like horribly scary. It, God it's, no, it's mostly fantasy stuff. But I just remember um, fantasy horror. <laughs> <laughs> just remember playing the first one, and you get to the area where, uh, like, it's kind of like a foresty area, and mm-hmm. you're just walking along, and like these tree monsters just pop up out of the ground. And I remember the first time I played that, it just scared the crap out of me. Uh, because I wasn't expecting them to to jump up, I just thought there was like shrubbery or whatever, and um, I had walked up to it, and they just they just spring up like right out of the ground and start attacking you, and uh, it's kind of a stupid jump scare, but <laughs> I I think uh, that that is totally acceptable, yeah, <laughs> uh, as a jump scare, regardless if it was silly or not. So no worries on that end. I I again and after this a gajillion times of the show I've never played any of the Dark Souls so oh. I I I thought about getting the uh, the ver- uh, the Switch version the remaster at least the first one remastered uh, so we'll have to see it's on my list and it's uh, on sale I think now or it was on sale so I might get it eventually um, but I I would see how it plays on the Switch first yeah if if I were to get it. I would probably get it on PC, um, if okay. you if you can't get it on PlayStation. But oh, I, I was if I got a PlayStation Five, I would probably get since it's backwards compatible with a PS4 remaster version. I would just do that because it'd also be cheaper because Nintendo tax. Yeah. Um, the so nice that. the nice thing about um, the PC one though is you can play online and you don't have to pay like a, an extra fee like you would for PlayStation. Oh, that's true always get you somehow um my last one is another bioshock but it's the last one the bioshock infinite Mm -hmm. uh and this one it particularly um scared the bejesus out of me because it was a classical jump scare but it was where an area where you're staring at a screen essentially or a tv and your objective comes up you have to rescue the main character or the main uh the I wouldn't call her the damsel in distress because she's definitely not a damsel. She can hold her own. She's just in in that in a tight pinch. So you have to go save her. 
the literally at, at the moment you start turning your your controller around, there's a dude right there. <laughs> like he just appears out of nowhere, and oh my god! And he's cr- creepy because he's got a it's like a helmet with um, two uh, two horns, not horns like a animal, like horns like a trumpet mm-hmm. sticking out of his ear where his ears would be. It's just this weird-looking helmet. You, you should look it up really quick. But uh, it just creeped me out because you're so focused on this little like thing you saw on the TV, like this ad or this – I don't remember what exactly it was. But you turn around, and there's this guy just sitting – not sitting, but standing right in front of you, and he starts to attack you. So you have like zero resp- ability to, to defend yourself on the first attack unless you've played the game before. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just – it. To- totally caught me off guard because I was not expecting that. But Bioshock has a way of doing that. So, um, besides the second one, yeah, <laughs> that, I that should... game was not fun or good. I really should pick those games up. Hey, I'm telling you, the collection on Switch. I mean, as well. Or you can get them probably even cheaper for uh, the physical copies somewhere, or and or digitally. So, mm-hmm. and they're on Steam, and they're always on sale on the Steam sale any of them so but yeah that was our jump scares i'm sure there's a bunch um i know josh wanted to share his and i'm sure he has quite a few too as well but uh, we could always maybe revisit something similar in halloween yeah or, or during halloween season when it actually makes sense i have i have uh a, eventually a topic i want to talk about uh around that time of the holiday so yeah. actually uh, i think- brought up some of the games with a friend of mine and they recommended one, but I haven't played it yet, so and, uh, that's Fatal Frame. Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> it's been referenced before. Yeah. That looks that still looks creepy to this day. Yeah, it does. No, thank you. I remember when it came out, too. So my uncle was uh, <clears throat> trying to get me to play it, and I'm like, ah, I'm seven. <laughs> I don't think I should be playing these games. So, yeah. They're, sorry to make you feel old. No, no, you're fine. Um, so with that said, let's, let's jump up and finish this episode up with off the beaten trail. Uh, I'll go first this time. All right. Um, Sounds good. Did you go first last time? I think I did. Okay. This, see, this is, this is why we need like moderators to yell at us for being terrible at remembering things. AKA yell at me for ter- being terrible. I you just mean, have, you mean Josh or you yeah, do it. Josh would so, probably be the one to do that this time. Yeah. Um, but I am going to recommend, as I said earlier, Link's Awakening. Uh, and and I, when I say recommend, I'm recommending the original, not the original, sorry, the DX version, the the Game Boy version. Yeah, and I think uh, I think you can get that on the um, the Nintendo DS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I played it on. I played it on the 3DS in the uh, Virtual Console. And first of all, I'll do that because you could do all the save states, which are awesome. Um, that game itself is, if you like Link to the Past, this is very similar to Link to the Past with a few little curveballs. I I picked it up for, I don't remember, it had to have been like $7. It was something stupid cheap um, on an eShop sale. Um, but it's totally something worth your time if you like to Link to the Past and uh, need that itch. Um, it, it's the, the typical standard Zelda, you know, uh, top down ish isometric i think is that the word 
Josh always uses fancy words. It's top down Zelda, you know, the typical mm-hmm. uh, for play, way of playing it, just like the Link to the Past one and, yeah, and I, the first one. Isometric is kind of more like angled top down. Yeah, that's true. That's not that's not the case. So you're yeah. right. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it because it was still challenging, but it wasn't extremely challenging. Uh, it had different things in it than the link to the past did but it did share some commonalities especially bosses i feel like the first sorry link to the past and uh i think link's awakening shared quite a few similarities with bosses and things like that which made it easier to beat them but also wasn't uh, really original but it's still worth the seven or some odd bucks that it is and it is a pretty uh not long but it, it it it's lengthy in the sense if you try to collect everything and there's a lot of there's a lot of side quests you can do which i found really surprising or like side things you can do that are really surprising and i collected all but i think one heart piece and i was bummed out about that because i couldn't remember where well, i couldn't find the one i lost or i couldn't find so um still well, i guess i don't know but anyways uh is i assume you've did you say you've played this mm-hmm. and finished it? Yeah, and I, I got all the heart pieces in my playthrough. Oh. Yeah. Did you get all the the seashells? I did. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I was trying to and then I eventually stopped <laughs> when I got get to a certain point. Yeah, I did um, I did all the collection quests in that. Um I think uh the very last reward for that is not really that great. Um I trying to remember in the original DX version yeah, they they didn't do the dungeon creation thing in that one, did they? I don't think so. Yeah. So that's a new thing that's in um the one for the Switch is you can do uh you can create your own dungeon. Oh yeah, no, they did not have that. It's actually pretty cool. Um it's just something you'll get to check out do play the uh the remaster. Yeah, I'll probably play that a while from now. <laughs> and hopefully you'll play Link Between Worlds someday. I have it, so or no, I don't have it. Sorry, I'm picking that up uh, in a couple of days. Actually, I'll be buying it. Oh, so that's a great um, game. Yeah, I I plan on having that uh, ready to play eventually. But uh, what about you? What's your recommendation? So mine kind of ties into uh, I know earlier we were talking about High Score, a documentary, and they discuss um, one of the the creators of like some of the very first PC games. And, the RPGs? Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. that was Roberta Williams. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was, like, so glad that they they had her in the documentary because I grew up playing, like, all of her games. Um, nice. They never... sound really awesome, to be honest. <laughs> oh, they were. Um, so I wanted to recommend the King's Quest series. Um, I know there's, like, a newer King's Quest that came out a few years ago uh, that I know you can play on PlayStation, and it's actually based off of that old those old PC games, but um, oh, that's cool. I'm recommending the old PC games, the ones that I grew up with, because those were just some of the best games that I ever played. And I remember the first time I got a PC, um, it was like the family PC, and um, for Christmas I had wanted a computer game, but I had told my parents that like I, I wanted a Mario computer game because I was playing Nintendo all the time. And, yeah. Um, when I opened my present, it wasn't a Mario game. It was uh, it was King's Quest V. <laughs> I must have sounded like a spoiled kid because I was just like, this isn't Mario. 
It's like, I don't want to play nice. this. It's not Mario. And, um, you know, it's very fantasy. Um, so my dad installed it for me and everything. And, like, I started playing it. I just immediately got hooked on it. And uh, it's one of those point-and-click adventure-type games. Right, yeah. Uh, where you gather items and solve puzzles. And there's, like, a story that you follow. Uh, but it it was very, like, you know, fantasy, knights, uh, wizards, things like that. And I just, I loved that stuff. And if anybody wants to check them out, um, I know they're old, but I still think that they hold up. Um, maybe maybe five and onward, but uh, I know one, two, and three are kind of like really old, but uh, I definitely recommend people try those. I, uh, I After seeing the, the episode with her in it, I was curious, and I ended up looking up some of those. And uh, Josh actually got me into text adventure just uh, in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, when I played... Uh, one of them and i fell in love i think it was lifeline or life i have to remember i have it on my phone um but i've actually wanted to write one for the longest of time just because uh it goes in hand in hand with my interest in rpgs and uh, like D and things like that so uh, i really want to do that and i think those games sh- could definitely have a comeback maybe eventually uh in some form uh just because the uh the uh, replayability or even the explorability of going through that's a word um going through the different paths i think is really interesting mm-hmm. um and it's those are always cool like the text-based books that you would flip through like page 62 to go here and yeah like what happens when you make the build like your that, own adventure was, those were always my favorite things to to do as a kid with those books i love those things so um, yeah, that's a good recommendation. I, I don't know where would people be able to purchase this? Would it be, is it like something that st- it's loaded onto Steam? Yeah, Somebody's... you actually can get it on Steam. Um, good, that's I, awesome. I know it it runs like, I think it runs off of like some kind of MS DOS uh, style emulator, but um, I think that all comes with it when you get it off Steam. Nice, that's always cool. But, sweet yeah. beans, cool beans, sweet beans. There you go, Josh. I got it in for you. Um, I guess uh, at this point, thanks for joining us again, Ed. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for um, having me. As always, it's always fun talking about things that you and I can agree on that Josh is yelling at the, the his headphones or his phone. And we keep portraying him like as this terrible – not terrible. We're just portraying him like he doesn't like anything we're saying, but that's not true. It's um, like this, so this, we're sorry, Josh. this crotchety person that just screams at the uh... – get off my lawn <laughs> you're doing it all wrong that's not what i said yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um that being said i think uh, at this point I, I am officially done talking to you Ed. oh i think i'm i think i'm done talking